This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, it's a Monday. Uh, the Steelers won yesterday to get to three and zero. It's the first time since 2010 that they have been three and zero. Oh, okay. Uh, this is up. The, I hadn't thought of that, but right. The ninth time in franchise history they've been three and zero, which seems low. Seems low, all, yeah. all considering how successful. Since they've how been long they've been the around? Easy, right? Yeah. Um, the last seven times that they've been three and zero, they've made the playoffs. Okay. On three of those occasions, they went to the Super Bowl. Two of those occasions, they won it in 78 and 79. Nice. Obviously made it there in 2010 as well. The, they've only not made the playoffs one time when they started 3-0. and Hmm. That coming in 1936. Oh, wow. When they were still called the Pittsburgh Pirates. So okay. the Steelers, technically. The Steelers are fine. Yeah. The Steelers are fine. So if, they, if they're 3-0, and they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, that uh, 1936 uh, Pittsburgh Pirates team went six and three and did or six and six, six and six and did not make After the postseason. After three and start, yeah. Okay, they traded all their guys to the Yankees or what? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody went on DL with uh, bad bad right. wings. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a good start. Um, they still haven't played their best football. Um, Agreed. But I thought. I thought yesterday afternoon, the second half, was the best half of football that they've played this season. Yeah, I think so. I, I felt like they were hitting their stride. And they haven't played great teams, but I also thought that was the best team they faced. No doubt, and yeah. And definitely the hardest challenge overall that they've faced. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Ben has started slow each of the three weeks and gotten better as the game gone, has gone on. And clearly, the defense they, they didn't allow a point in the second half. Was better in the, fir- in the second half than the first. Gave up two first downs in the second two half. First half two first downs. Yeah, uh, against Deshaun Watson and, and that. I mean, it's a talented. That's a offense. good offense. It's a good yeah. offense. Yeah. I thought Watson was outstanding in the first too. half of that game. I think he was fourteen of eighteen. He made a lot. Two hundred and two yards. Own. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I thought he was great. He was under siege and he was he was yeah. escaping pressure and doing those kind of things. And that's going to happen against those kind of quarterbacks. Oh, he does. That's what he does. That's why I just I mean, he's, he's gave him forty million a year. He's probably uh, at this point in his career, top five or six quarterback. I think so. I mean, I think the guys tonight and Wilson are the obvious ones, and then you know, I guess Rodgers is back in that conversation, but he's not far off Dak or one of those type of guys for five, six, seven, eight neighborhood. You know, which, yeah. And I think the arrow's going up, even though his season started a little slow, but it, he it, makes plays. And we talked he's about it a player. couple of weeks ago when we when we met, we referenced the the quarterback index. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers don't play many of those top quarterbacks. No. I mean, Lamar twice, I guess. The South doesn't look too bad, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. So, and Watson, right. Watson was one of those guys. I think it was 10 and 6. I think they have 10 games against guys who were in that bottom half and 6 against guys okay. who were in the top half, and that was one of them yesterday. Uh, obviously, this week they'll get Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's playing well. He's playing well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you would think that the uh, the Steelers' game plan would be come, to come out and slam the door on Derrick Henry again and, you know, make Tannehill beat you. I would imagine, and A.J. Brown's been in and out of the lineup too, and they're, you know, a lot, obviously a lot less scary with him. I haven't given that game a ton of thought, but the one thing I did really think about, I think is what you were referring to, was kind of treating the Barkley treatment with, and I think it's even more true with Henry because the style of back that he is, 
don't let his feet get going. Yeah, you know, get like, him before he gets right. be, because once he gets going, um, he's a momentum. He's, I mean, he's a snowball. He's a real down, problem, you know? <laughs> right? He's a real problem. I, I asked Vince Williams that today, and and uh, he said that you know the idea is to get him in the backfield before. He gets going because if sure. he gets into your secondary, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah. And there hasn't been a lot of that for him this year. I mean, he's been a volume guy that ends up with 120, 130 yards, you know, and good days and nice runs, but hasn't been breaking free like he does and just, you know, shrugging off defensive backs like fleas. Um, and, and I'm not sure his blocking's been quite as good as it was in the past, too. But I, I, I'm with you. I think that the approach this week, certainly more than against Houston, will be get people upfield to make him change direction or stop his feet. Just don't let that snowball start rolling deep downhill, you know. Yeah, and to your point, um, he's got 82 carries in the uh, the first three games. Okay. The next closest guy is Josh Jacobs with 68. Wow. I mean, I knew he was one. Yeah. It's, it's 20, 25 every week, sometimes yeah. more, right. And you, So he's averaging two it's volume. Three, he's averaging 3.9 yards a carry right now. He's uh, His long run, though, is 16 yards. He's the only – there are only two backs averaging 100 yards rushing per game. It's him and Aaron Jones. Gotcha. Um, and he's fast. It's not like he's right. a grinder. That, I mean, he will break free and run away yeah, from if you, people. If you don't right. get him on the ground, he's – yeah, he's, he's a real issue. Um, but the Steelers, uh, conversely – have been after, despite giving up the 104 rushing yards to the Broncos last mm-hmm. week, uh, they're number one in the league against a run. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, Two really awesome, you know, performances around that Denver game. And 29 and, yards in those other two games. 29. <laughs> 29. Yards. Right. They're wow. giving up. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I think it's 2.7 yards a carry, hmm. uh, which also leads the league. Got to, yeah. um, they they've just been you know. They've been really good against the run. They've even, been really good against the run. You know, run. even that game against against the Broncos, that was basically a half of a half of that game. They didn't mm-hmm. stop the run real well, and then the second half of that game, they slammed the door. They, have to say, they eliminated that problem quickly. And they, those were a lot of bit. Not that they don't count the same or just as important, but they were a lot of cutback runs, and I think Munchak's influence was helpful there too. And that's what this league is. I mean, knowing your matchups and all those type of things. But there's been a lot of Steelers – front seven guys that have played the run extremely well. I mean, getting outside Bud and TJ is really difficult right now. Cam's getting a lot of double teams, but the other two uh, interior guys are really... Williams leads the league with eight tackles for a loss. Really? I mean, he's he's living in the backfield, yeah. Uh, Bush is making plays in the backfield, right. And, you know, there's the old adage, you stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's kind of been what they've been doing. Yeah, it's been right, right. And the whole team's tackling well. Yeah. I mean, especially early in the season, I thought tackling would be a real issue for a lot of teams. We saw, I mean, if you watched that game last night... Uh, Kamara's great, but yeah, yeah right. when you when you just try to throw your body at him and he bounces off, <clears throat> we just saw that a lot last night. I mean, right. I think he made seven guys miss on that one run on the one uh, little catch that he had. Mm-hmm. Ran out of a, a little foothold tackle, uh, a couple of body blocks along the side <laughs> along the sidelines. Just and he's hard enough to get on the ground anyway, right? So, yeah, with his balance and agility, and yeah, and that was bad. But we we have not seen much of that from the Steelers. They've been short tacklers forceful tacklers, gang tacklers, you know, I mean, there's not much room for to operate in the running game. There has not been, and, and so that's going to be the main matchup this week. We'll see sure. We'll see how that plays out, but uh, getting back to... Uh, Real quick, that brings me to the Texans' point, though. That team, you talk about running problems. <sighs> like, if this was a Texans podcast or, you know, show right now, 
I mean, they got outrun by 140 yards yesterday, and that's like the norm for them. Yeah. I mean, just they don't run at all. You can't win like that. I know, like, analytics people, oh, run doesn't matter. Yeah, it matters. <laughs> Ask the Falcons if they could close out a game with right. a running game. You know, like, it's, it's a how nice that would be. piece. Absolutely. And to your point, the Texans had the ball for less than 10 minutes in the second half mm. of that game. A couple of runs sprinkled in there in what was a one-score football game. Yeah, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Right, right. Like, for most of that game, uh, and even that second half, the Steelers didn't take the lead until there were 624 left in the game. Houston was leading yeah, yeah. that they were up twenty one they were up twenty one seventeen at the half they were up twenty one twenty for the better part of, uh, after from nine fifty four left in the third quarter until six twenty four left in the fourth quarter and they went three and out every time yeah except uh, except the one drive where he hit two passes I, that I was, was it looking it up to double check the, the Steelers ran eighty plays in the Texans ran forty seven right you just you, you can't you win hit, doing that yeah you got to hit. You know, big play after big play after big play. You got to be the Chiefs to be even close in that that kind of situation. Yeah, and you're you're paying your quarterback a lot of money, but you're you're, you're not helping them. They ran the ball in the second half five times for nine yards. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, they just gave up. They just gave up. Yeah, right. Oh, J- Johnson wasn't going to go anywhere, so we're just not going to do it. That was basically. I was even shocked they didn't do short passing to him more. You know, Something, yeah, yeah just, to, to just to get move the chains. You supplemental, know? you know, people complain about the Steelers running bubble screens and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Those are run run game extensions. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, you're just trying to get four or five yards, or you're not trying to sure. get twelve. You don't you don't want second and nine, you right? Know? Right. And they just didn't do that for Watson, and, and uh, yeah, one of those runs in the second half was by him. That was a five yard run. So their okay. other <laughs> running back runs were yeah. nil. Their other four runs went for four yards. Wow. Pure handoffs. Pure handoffs went for four yards. In the second half. Just, you, you can't live that you way in the NFL. And you can't just give up on it that much either. It's, again, in a one-score game. You know, I was also right. surprised we were talking about this uh, before the show started. You just watch Denver run a bunch of the backside cutbacks mm-hmm. against the Steelers. where you get all, did well. You right. get the defense flowing one way, and you, you start the runner that way, and he counters back to the backside. Mm-hmm. And they didn't try it at all. No, I didn't see any of that. No, you're right. It, really, we said this a lot last week, previewing that game, and Hopkins isn't there, but they really seem like they are searching for their identity offensively. You know, like they, they've made some pretty decent changes, but what's their bread and butter? Yeah, they, I don't think they know right now. Uh, right now, it's just Deshaun Watson. Here's our <laughs> yeah, make a play. This is our guy. Make a play. Yeah, and it's, you know he made some plays in that did. game, uh, but he couldn't. He couldn't carry the whole load against that defense. No, not against such an opponent like that. Yeah. And, you know, oh, by the way, the Steelers are running it down your defense's throat and you're on the sidelines watching, you know, like yeah. what a helpless feeling it had to be for Watson. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and uh, you know, the Steelers uh, just dominated the time of possession in that football game overall. Thirty, Almost 37 minutes of time of, pose- time of possession it. to 23 uh, it just puts too much pressure on your on your quarterback to mm-hmm. say you, you got to keep going out and make chunk plays. Right. I guess so you better you better come up big for us in a, a short amount of snaps to just for us to keep. And up. it was just that one mistake by Watson that really killed mm-hmm. them. I mean, if they go down and at least get a field goal in that situation instead of him throwing the interception, um, could be a different game. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that defense looked tired at the end, no matter what. Well, they were done. They were, they the, were the, right fourth, the fourth quarter. The Texans defense was waving the white flag, and they didn't help them at all, as as we mentioned here. But still, 
it's not a real deep or physical defense and not the best group to begin with, and they don't stop the run well to begin with, and, yeah, it was over. Uh, the Steelers made uh, some halftime adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that included uh, they were playing a lot of, I thought, zone defense in the first half against Watson because they were afraid of the, the running threat. Of his running threat. People yeah. have asked me that in my life. Why did they play zone in this game? They played you know more man behind their, their, their blitzing in the in the previous games, so I'm like, well, that's what you do against. That's common against yeah, dangerous I, runners. And it's not as you know that that's not a um, surprise that Watson would pick that apart. That's all no, he's seen no, his right. entire career. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you that's know? what he's used to, and yeah. he's good at. Right, absolutely. So when they switched things up, it, it caused just a little bit of indecision for him. He did, you know, again beat them with a couple of passes, and, and that, and you know, doing that, but. By and large, he wasn't nearly as effective when they went to man. Mm-hmm. Again, he, they gave up one run for five. I don't. Th- he's not looking to run not like he used time. to. No, no. I, I think he and he did some really spectacular plays of buying time to set up to throw. I mean, he and had he, he averaged 500 yards rushing the last two years, mm-hmm. and again, he scrambled once in this game for five yards. Yeah, that's always been all year too. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just. Not I, th- off I, I think they've told him, "Hey, don't run." Uh, we I went. If they're worried about. It. Saving them, or you know, now we've invested in you. Don't I, get killed. Don't yeah, don't get killed. Uh, it is interesting because he's not as much. And just so people know, I mean, the, the logic is, if you're playing man coverage, your eyes are on your man, yeah. not Watson. If you're playing yeah. zone, you're seeing a bigger picture. You got a lot more eyes on the, that quarterback, and you could still, you could play. You could play man and spy. Have and the and middle linebacker him. spy him. Yeah. Too. Right. But right. now you're taking another guy out of the coverage a little mm-hmm. bit, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wonder though. I, want, I was planning on going down this road with you at some point, and again, small sample size is the case with every team. It's only three games. I feel like the Steelers' D is better at man than zone. I, I think that's been true for Bush through his career. I think so too. Yeah, and I think Nelson and Hayden are better at it now than zone. Not that they can't play zone, and no team's a hundred percent or anything. I mean, but I feel like they're a better man team than zone team, and I don't know if that's been true for twenty years. I would agree. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why they went out and got guys right. like Hayden and, and Nelson because they could play man. You'd much rather be better at man, trust me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's some weaknesses like against athletic quarterbacks, but that's how you deal with RPOs. I mean, like there's it's a huge advantage. Right, and I and I also think that you know when you're playing a zone defense, um, you know, and I'm going to use a basketball analogy mm-hmm. here. I just don't think you're as aggressive. Right in, in his own defense, you're sitting back on you. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting back waiting for yeah. for the the, the, the other team to play. And, and right. what's the best way to beat a zone defense in basketball? Well, you throw the ball, you, you reverse the football. Okay, you know, so if I'm rolling to my right and I throw back to the middle of the field, the zone defense, the zone defense is, is going to naturally flow like with an you. Amoeba, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, um, and so you're going to have some seams open up. Sure. And that's what they were finding early in that football game. Good Watson point. was doing a good job of, of finding the holes. The receivers were doing a good job of sitting down. I think the one throw, it, it might actually have been a second half throw when they were in a zone. Um, he scrambled to his right, and two guys, uh, two two Texans receivers were set up right next to each other, within like five feet of each other in the middle of the field. They just yeah. stopped, oh, okay. both in the middle of the field, and he just threw back. Okay, I got a guy. I got a guy open there, and, and, and you know, turned that into a you know twenty-five yard gain. Well, that's how you beat the zone defense. You know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of reverse field on them quickly. Uh, the Steelers took that away from him in the second half, for, by and large, and you know, he just was uh, it was sure that a loss. Like their blitz percentage went down heavily too in the second half, yeah. and they were getting pressure with four, and 
you know, doing what they were a little more comfortable with. And frankly, they were just playing better too. I mean, yeah. they're actually they kind of went back to what the way they played things last year more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's kind of what they. Hey, we just we can't give up these big plays. We're just going to play it straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to allow our offense to get back into this. The offense did that. I thought the two teams, the two units, played well off of each other. Yeah, I do too. And special teams was really good yet again too, which has been kind of an underreported story. Um, no, you're right. I mean, running the football, we haven't talked much Steeler offense, but I, I, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Ben's play to date. But I think what he's doing best is valuing the football, making good decisions. I mean, sometimes he's, sometimes he looks rusty. Sometimes his throws are behind. He hasn't been a great deep passer. But what he's doing is exactly what we said all last year, that they need the quarterback right. position to do. And I, and I did want to right. get into that in the next segment, so we'll do yeah. that. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You uh, referenced uh, the Steelers' offense uh, at the end of the last segment, and I wanted to save that for this segment because okay. I had some uh, stats here for you. Uh, the Steelers last season were second to last in number of plays run. Yeah. Only the Redskins. Terrible. The Redskins were worse. <laughs> Only the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, this that year... The Jets were better. Yeah, the Jets were actually better. <laughs> yeah, right. This year, uh, and probably because they played the Steelers... Um, I probably put them over. This season, they are uh, tenth in the league in, in uh, plays run through three weeks. Yeah, uh, a massive difference. And again, you know, with that defense, uh, that that allows you to, you know, take control of the game a little bit. Right. I, and I think the big and reason defense was in place last year too. The yeah. Offense couldn't do anything with that gift. They, it was just you know, on the field way too way much. Too much. It's three and outs. Yeah. So. I think the biggest difference is Roethlisberger, sure. and you know we saw it late in that game yesterday, where you had situations where you know Houston had their their goal line defense on the field in the middle of the field on some third and shorts, a fourth and shorts, and the Steelers just threw the ball. Just threw the ball, right? I guarantee those are run plays called. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he. He's got if the option of Rudolph, yeah. They probably run it right into the teeth of right. the defense. That's and, what you do that's what because that's you're not right. gonna you're not gonna ask those. Hey, if they if you see this, we're gonna change to this hot play. And, right, you right. Know. Like you're just lucky enough to get the snap and get everyone lined up and all that. And, and that, that's how we lost their left last segment. And how many million times did we say last year that just a quarterback that knows where to go with the football, understands where the blitzes are coming from, understands situational football, pacing and timing and when to play fast, when to play slow, just knowing where to go with the football, the Steelers would have been a pretty darn good team last year. I mean, let alone with somebody that's playing at a high level. If you just would have had that, obviously it's the most important position in sports for that reason above others. But now, you know, I think Ben is – Making some plays in addition to that, obviously. But I also think, you know, he, he started each game kind of slow. I, I thought that he's thrown behind his receivers more than you would like, and his deep ball hasn't been connecting. But yeah. in the meantime, all the intangibles that you can't put your numbers on, 
he's executing extremely well. Maybe it's better than I can ever remember in terms of just knowing where to go. It don't force it. Don't put the ball in harm's way. Playing like a smart veteran. Well, I think when you know you have that defense to work with, mm-hmm. I think that helps a lot. If you sure. look at it, um, you know, he, he's thrown seven touchdown passes. He's had just one interception. Yeah, that's great. Uh, they're not turning. The, yesterday, I think they broke a string of like twenty plus games of with a turnover. Yeah, there was some long streak. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, you know, again, sixteen of that was last year with <laughs> <laughs> right, Four, right. In fourteen of those games, you had you know inexperienced. Wasn't the blame for Fifteen all of the games, right, really, right. you had in, inexperienced uh, quarterbacks playing. Uh, there, there's one guy on my site uh, who keeps bringing up. Well, they haven't scored thirty points in like twenty four straight games. Uh, you know, they need to they need to score thirty yeah. points. The last time they scored thirty points, they lost. Was it? They lost thirty three thirty to the to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They could have scored thirty points in each one of these games. This year, oh, I agree. Yeah, they were sitting, they were kneeling on the ball, like yeah. yesterday. They're kneeling on the football inside the inside the five if at the end of the game. If you swap out the Steelers D for the Bengals D, I bet the offense would score thirty points. Absolutely, because they, they would have to. Yeah, or zero and three, or yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be three and zero likely, but a lot of it's just knowing when to lean, you know, when to choke teams out. I mean. Nobody complained when Cowher's team run the four-minute offense and choked teams out with a lead and didn't get the thirty points. I mean, look at the look at the super smart Belichick Patriots yesterday. They ran for two hundred fifty yards and controlled the total game against a bad yeah. defense. Newton threw the just, ball like twenty times. Right. They didn't yeah. have to score a lot of points to win. They knew exactly what they had to do to win against a team that they had a beat on, and that was great. And yeah. that's what good teams do. Yeah, I just think that right now Roethlisberger, uh, the, the thing that can't be overlooked is that he's winning these games above the neck. Yeah, um, and, and calling a good game. He, he, I should say, he and not Randy. That he's not making. Throws, he and Randy but... Feekner are calling a good game. Feekner mm. never gets any credit. <laughs> right. That, yeah. You know, it's just that's all Ben. They talk about these things. They they sure. develop a, a he's plan. The coach, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, when things go wrong, Coach it's, Fichter, it's automatically Fichter that, right. that made the mistake. Never been made a no. mistake. And, yeah, right. The same thing yesterday when Deontay Johnson fields a punt at the five. You know, fair catches a punt at the five. Oh, I can't believe you know, it's their special teams coach has got to go. <laughs> special teams have been tremendous. He's never told. He never. He's never mentioned the fact to, to Deontay Johnson. Right. Hey, you put your feet at the ten yard line, and if you have to go backwards, you don't fair catch. You know, let it go. Mm-hmm. Or that. You can coach these, these guys, guys up so of, much. These guys have been fielding punts for a long time. I mean, this that that's on the plate. Yeah, it's not his first rodeo here. <laughs> no. It's no. not like you just pulled this guy out of the stands and say, hey, go field this punt. <laughs> now that you brought him up, though, I didn't plan – we can definitely talk more Ben. But I found it really interesting watching the game the second time when Deontay was – before his injury, they treated him like the number one. Yes. Roby followed yep. him. He shadowed him. Roby has been shadowing number ones for the first couple of weeks of the year. Not that he's Dion or Revis, but that's how they play. Right. He's their best guy. And it was clear that the Texans looked at Deontay Johnson as the Steelers' number one. And we talked about that last week. I thought they should. Um, I think it's clear, too. But yeah. I don't know that the general world, the, the, the general public and listening audience knows that it's it's clear now. Yeah. I also think that when Deontay Johnson left that game, um, the Steelers took a, a little while to adjust yep. to not having him on the field. And I don't think Roby traveled with anyone at that point. Right, and then I they, they, they played, played straight side up. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so teams tell you what they think, right? Uh, you know, right. And again, he had 23 targets coming into that game. It was sure. their third most in the league. I mean, you have to respect that. And he had just, you know, he just destroyed the, you know, the the Broncos the mm-hmm. week before. So yeah, you got to do that. But just watching it on TV, when he, when he took that hit, I'm like, oh, he's not going to come back. Like it, it seemed pretty obvious. I mean, it was a shot. But I immediately thought, I know he's their number one, but. I'm not that worried. They've got other guys, yeah. and yesterday it was Eric Ebron uh, taking a more prominent role. And I was shocked when I read today Claypool played the most snaps of all the wideouts. Well, they played so many big packages. I think he's a good blocker. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's he's essentially filling that Johnny Holton role in the big packages, but so much better. But so much better. <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah, he's got the he's got the speed. You know, if you want to run a deep throw yeah. out of that package, because they they put a bunch of guys on the field to mm-hmm. to, to play the run. Uh, he's got the speed to beat that deep, but he's also a much better blocker. Right, and I mean, total package. You can throw yeah. him fades and throw him bombs that he's going to bring down. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of it yet, but he's going to catch slants where he breaks a tackle and runs into a linebacker. You know, yeah. there's a lot there. Um, yeah, but I, I think Roethlisberger, getting back to the initial yeah, point, yeah. I think he's really playing well above the neck. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think the physical part of it will continue to, to get better as this, this thing goes along and, and – not that he's playing cruiser, super poorly. No, not. I mean, I'm not saying he is or throwing the ball poorly because he's made some nice, very nice throws. I mean, some. Oh, the touchdown pass to Ebron yesterday was. No, it was a beaut. Yeah, I mean the the fade ball or, or the the one to Claypool on the sidelines earlier in the year, and there's been ten of them that are whoa. I mean, yeah, high level throws. Yeah, yeah, high level throws. But I bet if he was sitting here, he would tell you, I know I can throw the ball better. Right, you know, he misses more layups than he probably will as the season goes on. I think he'll complete more deep balls going forward. Yeah, and, and I mean that's something that you see, you see across the league um, with all older quarterbacks. I, I, you oh, know, yeah. Brady doesn't make as many layups as he used to. Breeze no. doesn't make as many Breeze layups as he used to. You know, yeah. Uh, but these guys, again, I, I think you know, uh, I'm looking here at the uh, quarterback passer ratings for the season, which is just. Astronomical! I, I right haven't now. seen them. They're must nuts. Be massive numbers. Uh, Russell, Russell Wilson is at one thirty nine. <laughs> one thirty nine through three games. Back to back five touchdown passing games, and then uh, four in the first week. So he's got yeah, fourteen. He's got fourteen touchdown passes and one interception thus yeah. far this year. It's nuts. And, and what's crazy is, you know, you're talking. You're gonna, I'm sure you're going to bring up Wilson and Rogers and Allen and. Those two dudes tonight are pretty good too. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like almost an afterthought at this point. I mean, if you, maybe until tomorrow. Yeah, at least until tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but Ro- uh, Roethlisberger is playing well. His, his passer rating is one hundred five point two. I don't think that's oh. very far off of his career high. How um, many games did the Steelers win if they had a quarterback at one hundred and five passing rating last year? Twelve. <laughs> I was going to say thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, we right? talked about it all off season. Like all they need from even last year. If they had average quarterback play, right. how good of a team this is. Well, they're getting better than they're average. Better, right. uh, and and they're not reliant on one weapon. Even if your best guy goes out, you're still really strong. And you, you see know? how much it opens up the running game. Absolutely. They're averaging Absolutely. 140 yards rushing per game. That's not because suddenly the offensive line is, oh, boy, the offensive line's blocking so much better. No, it's because the quarterback is a threat to throw the ball. Yeah. I'm a little shocked in a positive way. Just how balanced this offense is now after three games, too. I kind of feel like whoever the opponent is, the Steelers can play to their weaknesses. Right. They can yeah. do what they can do what they want to do, mm-hmm. and we've seen that to a large degree. You know, they didn't run the ball 
against the Broncos until late in the game because they didn't have to. Right, right. Um, you know, they against the it was more 50-50 split against the Giants. Uh, yesterday it was more of a, a you know kind of a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. But when they want to throw the football, they can throw it. But to your point too, like I'm sure if you did a study and it's probably out there, every time there's a favorable box count, how much are they running versus last year? Or I, I, I'm sure that's so much better when. When you should run, when the defense tells you to run, they're doing it and they're picking and they're making a right. successful play out of it. And, and, and sometimes fans don't want to hear that. No, um, you know, it's you one of the run pass ratio. You'll hear Roethlisberger after the game. Why'd you run or why'd you throw the ball so much? Well, they were playing the run, so we went to the pass. There's eight guys in the ball. Well, you're letting the right. defense dictate what you do. Sure, there's no right answer. <laughs> or everyone will play the same defense. Yeah. You know, well, if yeah. they're if they're playing, you know, they got 12 defensive backs on the field. You're not going to run. You're not going to throw throw the football. You're going to run right, it. Right. You're going to exactly. do what they do. Okay, we got them in. We got we got them in a dime defense here, and it's third and four. Okay, we're going to run a draw here or something right. because they can't stop it. I bet those numbers are out there. What percentage of the teams run? When they should, as opposed to just running to run, you know what I mean? Yeah, like taking what the defense. And last through. year they were they were running to run and passing to pass because that was what they had to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the play was called from the sideline. Uh, the defense, you know, what happens? Play gets called from the sidelines. The defense comes out and matches up. They have With a play. They get their right. play call. Sure. Sometimes you get out there in the field and you look at. They get the perfect defense call for for what we're going to run here. Oh right, right. And you know, Ben would know that, and Rudolph and, and, and they wouldn't. And, and they Ray didn't have the opportunity it. to change it, regardless. Even if they knew it wasn't going to, you know. Oh. And they were way easier to game plan for. Yeah, there was a lot more perfect defenses. <laughs> you had a lot more good, right. a lot more good calls than bad. Like for example, I've heard how on earth and you hear this all the time. How on earth can Vince Williams get stuck one on one against Brandon Cooks? It's not what you want. No, the offensive play caller won that one. Right, he got you where you wanted, and they got lucky that Watson didn't hit it. Other than that, Vince played a great game. I'm not picking on Vince at all. Right, but, but that's, that's not a matchup you want. You never want that. <laughs> you know, like that's exactly what you don't want. But give the the offensive coordinator over there credit too. He maneuvers people around. He knows what defense you're going to get. They worked on that all week, and they didn't connect on it. But that's what coaching is. I mean, that's right. what scheming is. Yeah, it's the same reason, you know, when the Steelers come out in that big package and, you you know, you see Eric Ebron matched up on a linebacker. Well, yeah. that's what the Steelers... That's why we're out here yeah. like this. Right? <laughs> that's, that's what the right. Steelers, you know, schemed it up to do, to yeah. get. How good was he yesterday, though? He was good. He, he was, was. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was telling on a couple of third downs, key third downs, uh-huh. Roethlisberger went to him. Um, you know, he sure he, does seem to trust Ebron, Deontay... Claypool, guys he has not played with before this right. year very much at all. And you know, one of the knocks against Ebron throughout the course of his career is, well, he'll drop some balls. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know, if he, if he's a guy that drops some passes, do you necessarily go to him in, in, in a key third down situation right. if you think he's going to drop it? That wasn't you know, Roethlisberger I mean, I didn't ben hesitate. He's going to drop all. No, he's just going right. to throw him the football. He's open. Right, right. And, and frankly, if you're going to put things in the negative column, drops would be one of the ones I would I don't hate. Unless it's excessive, obviously. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize this, but like Edelman and Welker have Drop, a ton of drops. Ridiculous a ton amount of drops. Of drops. Yeah. They have small hands. You think they're easy throws. They get a lot of targets. In, in traffic, too. Have, right, in traffic. Yeah. But they weren't great ball catchers. Right. That's not what they did. I mean, they, Edelman typically drops nine passes a year. Yeah. Right. That's a lot. And it's from me to you, but right. there's a lot of big people in between. And yeah. There's a lot going on, obviously, but it's a lot. But if you get high volume, it doesn't matter. Well, he's got 100 catches every year. Or if he you know, right. catches 80 balls every year. You don't think of Walker. him as, boy, I think all the drops that guy had. Yeah. You know, right. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but if you make big plays, nobody cares about the drop. Nobody cares about the drop. <laughs> right. It's low on the list, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless you have bad hands. I mean, if you can't catch it, I mean, if you're if you, if you have bad hands, you're probably playing on defense you somewhere. You probably get this far anyway. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, what what is bad hands at the NFL level? Um, you know, if you drop five out of 110 targets, do you have bad hands? Nobody thinks about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just the you drop five, doing business. Yeah. Um, but, again, I, I think that's – more, I, I honestly think again. I think it goes back to that tight end position um, that you you're asked to do so much. And again, much like the slot receivers, you're catching balls in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, sometimes it leads to drops. I mean, you're blocking you're blocking a defensive lineman on back to back plays, and then on third down, you're going out for a pass. You, well, your your hands were just you know holding on for dear life against right, right. Uh, you right. know against Reggie White. Right. <laughs> now all of a sudden you got to go. Hey, I'm going to go catch this pass. Speaking of which. I think Vance is blocking better than ever. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as a, a pull and a move defender, but also just coming off the line. He had a big third down catch yesterday, too. That right. looked like looked like the old Vance running through right. tackles and too, getting extra yards. And, yeah. Right. We hadn't seen that in a while. It's not like he shot. I really like the way that he's moving bodies in the run game, though. And it seems like him and DeCastro work really well together. Like on that. That little that, counter pull that, that they do. That counter pull that yeah. they do. Absolutely. I mean, there's some timing and stuff to that. And. I know we. You always are going to lump McDonald and Ebron together, but two Ebron's com- never two completely do different guys. Yeah, <laughs> right? two different guys, and that's what you want at the position. You know, like I forget. I was on with Madden today, and we were talking about tight ends. I'm like, of the 32 cities, Steeler Nation's a little behind of what tight ends are in this today's league. I mean, there's 20 of them, including Travis Kelsey, who really doesn't block anybody, yeah. and if he does, it's a bonus. Or by accident. Or by accident. Or he, <laughs> he got in somebody's way, yeah. Or, you know, right. But it's you're not going to get Mark Bruner. We don't want Mark Bruner anymore. Great player, sure you'd love him, but that's not what what the league is after. No, that guy is now your third tight end. Right, right, that, right, right. That blocking tight end. We bring him in on blocking packages. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what they have with Gerald Hawkins now. <laughs> right, who actually right, didn't right, play right. poorly yesterday in that role. I thought he did a nice job in the run game. He played a fair amount, too. Yeah, yeah. that was um, some unbalanced lines, some beef out there on some packages, too. And even when Watt went out. I wonder if Watt going out helped his cause get more snaps. Probably. I you know, somebody out. mentioned to me, well, you know, they, they've, uh, every time they line up with McDonald in the backfield I, on short yardage, I get nervous. I'm like, well, they had to. Well, that was an emergency they situation. Yeah, they were going to play Watt. Yet, you know, if, if yeah. they're in their big packages, Watt was going to play. Mm-hmm. And he pulled his hamstring, you know, covering a punt. So. And I'm sure it was in the game plan leading up to the week that we want to play with two backs. You know, yeah. two back sets with a fullback. And when he against out, this, we had to adjust. Against and, this defense that, right, you, know, right. the, you know, we talked about it last week, the inside linebackers are kind of light mm-hmm. And coverage. they don't get protected yeah. well by their D-line. You yeah. know, so you can get to them. And another one that just keeps dawning on me, I thought Pouncey got to the second level really well yesterday, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, moving his feet, light on his feet. He looked really good. Yeah, so I thought they, they overall they played the, you know, the the, the final score doesn't, uh, to me, uh, typify how well they played, especially. The second half wasn't very competitive. Really, from the offense from the middle of the second quarter on was clicking mm-hmm. pretty good. I mean, yeah, they, right. they put together a scoring drive at the end of the first half, and, and uh, actually they were down 14-3. to three. I mean, and from that point of, on, yeah. they, they dominated. You're right. 
I mean, anytime you can end a game kneeling on their four-yard line. Yeah. You know, you, you could have punched another one in, right, yeah. Right, right, you right. could easily just go, hey, let's let's run two more plays and get it in the end zone. Yeah, here. here's seven more points, and everyone <laughs> thinks you blew them out. Right. You know, it's all perception. Yeah, it is all perception. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this Monday night game because this is one that I'm sure – a lot of Steeler fans will be yeah, watching. Be Talk about the uh, what the other teams in the division did as well. We'll do that right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. here right now the Steelers sit atop the AFC North sure. undefeated baby. undefeated uh, of course the, be at the top tomorrow too. Uh, the, the game uh, yeah one way or the other <laughs> um, but as we we're gonna see uh, I guess this year's game of the century I think so I mean there's some impressive teams in the league and we could you know I think the Steelers are in this conversation for who's number three right now but I do think they're the best two teams in the league but I think Baltimore's playing through two games. Baltimore's playing a little bit better. Noticeably better, yeah. in my opinion. Which, hey, I mean, the Chiefs are fine. I'm not crying for them. But yeah. I just feel like Baltimore. Baltimore's offseason was friendlier to them. The Chiefs took some blows where Baltimore added, and it's kind of showing right now. I'll say this. They've both played... The against. Texans. They've both played against the Texans, and they both dominated the Texans. Killed them, right. Yeah. So, I mean, what the Chiefs did in week two against the Chargers, you know, they, they got ready for Tyrod Taylor, and all of a sudden Justin Herbert yeah. is out there. Um, and I know Andy Reid dominates that division, but the Chargers always play them close. They always find a way to lose. The Chiefs always find a way to win. But division games, we know how those go. I mean, like if the Steelers played the Browns in week two and it was a battle to the end and they squeaked one out, I don't think we'd be sitting here saying, boy, they're no good. You know, like – you got to take division games a little differently. So by no means am I saying the Chiefs are bad, but they have some areas that concern me, like interior line, linebacker. You know, so there's four or five starters on defense that I don't know are great. Will they stop, you know, the Ravens' run game early? If they don't, they're in for a long day. That doesn't mean they can't come back from 21 and win. Yeah, but they if better... you're the Chiefs in this game and you win the toss, you want the football. Yes. If you're the Ravens, I think no matter what, when you play the Ravens, you want the football. If you're the Ravens and you win the toss, because most a lot of teams will defer, mm-hmm. you want the football. I think so too. I think that's just a Raven thing. Their their ability to get it was remarkable last year to get up on teams in the first quarter and then just smother you. You know, with yeah. blitz. Well, then they can and, blitz, blitz, blitz. You right. know, you're up fourteen nothing or fourteen three. If they're in a, if the Steelers are in that situation yesterday against the Ravens, mm-hmm. Roethlisberger gets blitzed. You know, 70 times in that game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And with the best running game in the league to lean on, too. Right. You know, and you're eating clock and you're out there, you know, making it really difficult on teams. And, I, I mean, Lamar's looks – it's two games. But Lamar looks better to me than he has yet, uh, certainly as a passer and his composure and all those things. But they're not the Chiefs in terms of – if you're up 20 nothing at the half, 
Chiefs are still in it. I mean, we've seen right. that in Super Bowl. If the Chiefs are up twenty nothing at the half, the Ravens are done. Yes, agreed, agreed. Even so, even against what's a below average Chiefs defense, mm-hmm. because the Chiefs are going to keep scoring. Or, you know, yeah, Math I'll pick you off once in a while. You know, they'll, they'll make that's what play. they're that's right. what they're set up to do. They're right. set up to rush the passer. They're set up to play with the lead, Absolutely. rush the passer and take the ball away a couple of times, and, mm-hmm. and and that's their recipe for success. Give us three or four stars on that side, yeah. Then and we'll be okay. we understand our linebackers because they trust right. they trust that they're going to get the thirty plus points. They know so they all, all they right, yeah. all they need is a few stops. Mm-hmm. And if I can get one more turnover, one more sack, you know, bat a pass down, especially in a normal year when you have to go to Kansas City and it's loud as can be and a terrible place to play, and you know, all those things factor in too. But I wonder. I mean, if it's an even game, or even if the Ravens are certainly if they're winning, but if they're down a little, and they don't have to change what they do, are they are the Chiefs going to be able to get off the field? You know what I mean? Like, just running and ball control and tight end attacking those linebackers. I mean, I don't know that the Chiefs' D is a great matchup against this offense. No, I don't either. And if you think back to that week one game, we were all talking about how David Johnson looked great in that game. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And, and he, not so much since. No, right. I mean, <laughs> he's still moving around okay. He doesn't look like he's in sand like he did last year, but they're not. Can't get out of his own backfield against the Ravens <laughs> and Steelers. To go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, but I, I do think that, uh, I can't wait for it. I mean, I no, it's going to be a great game. And, and I think to, to, you know, I don't know that it matters where this one is played because Baltimore doesn't have fans in the stands either. So. No, I mean, you'd rather play it at home. I'm sure. Right. for the travel of it all. But uh, I mean, it's, it'd be much different in a normal year, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the other teams in the division, we saw the Bengals get a tie a yesterday tie in Philly, but they got, I mean, they, they, they got their tie. But they can't block at all. Their offensive line's worse than it was last year. Worse than it was last year. They gave up eight sacks in that game. Joe Burrow was constantly under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw for 312 yards, but I don't see him making it out of this season alive if, if they allow him to continue to get beaten up like this. Um, you were pro- I don't know if you were able to see it, but he took a shot and left the game. That got flagged. I mean, he got blasted, and I thought, oh, he's done for a while. And, he come- and he's so tough, and I love the player, and he's super competitive. But your body's not going to hold up throwing 50, 60 times a game behind that line. And, you know, obviously that was a tie game. No, it was never ended. I mean, it was never – they weren't down 20. They didn't have to take that approach. I mean, I know Mixon's blocking is not great, but the way they're using Mixon makes me crazy. I mean, give Mixon money because you have this first overall quarterback so you can make his life easier and, you know, throw him screen passes and use him in – hurry up and hand them the ball a lot, and they're not enough. It, it seems like that offense is – I forget, I think it was Mike Lombardi today saying that their coach, Taylor, is a great offensive mind who learned from McVay, but he got the impression he's just out there calling plays as opposed to complimenting the bad D and the O-line and I agree. being a head coach. Yeah, I, He's I out think there being a play caller yeah. and not a head coach. And that's part of the problem, I think, when you have a young coordinator – calling plays a mm-hmm. guy you know who's never been a head coach before sure. they don't think he's not thinking he about the big thing. picture right he's only thinking oh well, how can i make my offense look better well your defense stinks <laughs> you got to protect those guys you got right. you, you got to protect your quarterback you got to protect your you biggest big your biggest assets here right he's getting eight sacks a game you know he's and he's taking brutal hits but big picture 
getting a win in or getting a tie in Philly is like a win for that organization. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Right. right. I mean, that's. I mean, they won two. Positive. They won two games all of last year. <laughs> right. Now right, they right. still don't have a win. True. But they did, they went to Philadelphia. Philadelphia was a playoff team last year. Mm-hmm. Last year's last year. I don't think Philadelphia is going to be a playoff team this year. Maybe because their division's awful again. But I don't think so. They're, I don't, yeah. they're struggling to say the least. And, and you you came away. Feeling okay about yourself, other than Burrow. Until the end, Burrow yeah. probably doesn't feel real good today, but <laughs> no, he's probably a little <laughs> sore. But yeah, I mean, I think there's some good things going on in Cincinnati, but there's some huge holes, and uh, the coach worries me a little bit too. I, mean, I wonder if he's a coordinator. Yeah, uh, Cleveland plays the Redskins yesterday. They win 34-20. Um, not overly surprising. No, but it was the same kind of game script that they've had. Uh, like the they had last week, yeah. Week, bad D. They've beaten two bad teams. Yeah. Um, See, I May, feel like Mayfield I threw the three. Are. He threw the ball twenty three times yesterday. Exactly. And, and you, if you told us that on Friday, we'd say, "Oh, the Browns won." Yeah. yeah right? That's if what they, they need. If they, if Mayfield, if Mayfield throws it thirty times, the Browns probably lost. Right. And let alone you know more than that in a shootout situation. Like I think a week one, he threw a ton, which they were getting killed. They're getting killed. My question is. Uh, how long are Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry going to be happy getting six and four targets like they did yesterday? Right. Uh, they're probably... You're even pay- with, and you're paying these guys mm-hmm. $35 million combined? Yeah. And you're not using For them at catches, all? 10 catches, you know, 10 targets, yeah. 1,000 targets, something like that. They had eight combined catches, didn't even have 100 yards yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, how long are they going to be happy with that? Talking Brown's big picture, I recognize that... I've been really hard on Mayfield, and the organization's bad. But I also feel like when the script is right, just like we saw the last two weeks, they'll probably win. But not to bash them too much, but the Bengals on that short week on Thursday night, and then Washington, who loses Chase Young right off the bat, and has no offense at all. I mean, like right, none. their offensive line's bad, and they didn't have Brandon Scherf. Haskins looks terrible. Like it would set up just too easy to play into the Browns, you know, laps for both those yeah. games. And I understand the Steelers haven't played great teams either, but they've at least had to do things off script. Where the Browns these last two wins have not had to change their tune ever. And yeah. I don't know if they can. I, I I don't know that they can play another yeah. way. I mean Trouble's great. I because mean, Mayfield is just gonna he's just I think he is who he is mm-hmm. at this point, and I think he's going to get you beat if you try if you ask him to get into a shootout with somebody because his his uh his head will will write checks that his arms can't cash. Oh yeah. I mean I know Burrow's only been in the league three games and Baker's more experienced. But if you flop those two I would think the Browns are a very scary team, and I think Mayfield would have ten picks already. Yeah, you know, if he was throwing, if he's playing behind that offense and taking that kind of pressure. And that's the other thing. If you look at Cleveland's offensive line, he's not throwing the ball a lot Mm-mm. in these first couple of games, uh, but he's already he's he's thrown uh, two picks, um, despite he's, not he's throwing thrown for any yards. You know, we're we're talking about how the, how. You know, offense, everybody's throwing the football right now. He's got 564 passing yards in three games. A lot of that's a garbage time of week one. Yeah. A 91.5 passer rating when bad by 18 guys in the right. league are over 100 right yeah. now. And I, you Him know, and Odell connect here and there, but, you know, it's, it's not consistent. The quarterback is an afterthought in that offense when things are good. Yeah. And he hasn't fumbled yet this year, which is, uh, well, you, you know, that's going to happen. You know, he's. Yeah, he's, he's attempted 85 passes this year. 
through three games, so that's less than 30 games. Again, most of that was in week one. Right, when they were losing by a um, I, I just don't know that he's ever going to be that guy. Mm-mm. No, I mean, he's definitely the, the quarterback in the division that I am least confident about going forward of what they're going to be and and if you and think back you think back rest, 2 but, years ago he was oh he's the, this, the next big thing uh, people were talking about him being better than, than Lamar 2 years ago he still threw a ton of picks that rookie year and i, I know I, I feel like i'm bashing him all the time but he played awful defenses as a rookie once the season was already it's almost like the Drew Lock thing last yeah. year like Lock played five games. We talked about this a lot, obviously Denver week, but it's different when you come in the game, come in in the season, and there's no expectations. People only see the good. He's a bright young quarterback. Oh, he threw some picks. That's okay. You know, he's throwing touchdowns, but there's no expectations. It's not like you come in the league, yeah. you come in the next year. Mayfield's on all the progressive commercials on on every, and there's no leadership in the building. And he's the man. He's a second year quarterback because he had a good. Ten game stretch when nobody cared, you know. Right? Like, no, it's a I lot different. You know, or, no, I hear you. I, I don't know about Locke yet because he got hurt, but to come in and be the man, like, would Denver be any better with Locke right now? Probably not. I mean, <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. At least you'd see him, but it's you know, I mean, is he ready to put a team on his shoulders when things go bad? No, no, no. not even close. No. That's going to do it for our show today. Uh, so for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.